Next on BYU Sports Nation, Ole Miss apparently can't miss in the second half. The Rebels oust BYU from the NCAA tournament, so what now? Nothing. What will you remember most from the season? And Blaine Fowler takes a wide-angle view of the game and season. Plus, Tyler Haas sums up his final night in a BYU uniform, and what a night it was for the BYU great. Get your heads up! Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. The sun rises again. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, March 18th, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with soon-to-be Mississippi bear hunter Jerem Jordan. Is there such a thing? Yeah. We found out there were bears in the state. Aren't you? Aren't you angry? Aren't you going to go take it out on the bears in the lower two thirds of the state? Kill an animal? <laughs> just... what, what do you want to do? I don't know. Eat popsicles in your car? No, it's it's a yeah, it's a sad day, man. Ice cream it's binge. A, I I wanted this uh, conversation and this show to be either Friday or Monday or next Friday or the next Monday or never or never. Yeah. It was going to happen at some point. BYU wasn't going to win the national championship, okay? Uh, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that Tyler Haas' career at BYU is over, that BYU blew a 17-point lead, all of that. It's kind of graduated from frustration at losing and giving up 62 to disappointment that the season's over for me because it was a really fun season, and we'll dive into this. BYU was not supposed to win 25 games and get the NCAA tournament. They raised expectations later, like football, uh, and we had that discussion a while back. But it was a fun season. I'll always remember this season for Kyle Collinsworth's six triple-doubles and Tyler and the jacket coming off from Dave Rose and Jake Toulson. All that. It was fun. I enjoyed it. At Gonzaga, shaved my head, all that. The storm's here. Who's staying and who's running for fair weather? Live with them, die with them. BYU basketball done for the season. So what now? Fact, there is yet life within BYU athletics. That's right. There are other teams still playing, starting with the BYU women's basketball team in the big dance on Saturday. The ladies will try and pull off an upset over three-seed Louisville. And, Jerem, you're the voice of BYU men's volleyball. Apparently, they're still pretty good. The good thing is they control their own destiny. The three teams ahead of them, Pepperdine, Irvine, Hawaii, BYU plays all of those teams. And guess what? Four of those six matches are at home and all on BYU TV. So we're going to have fun with that. Baseball on a nice run after a terrible start to the season. They won seven of eight. And two of three against the defending West Coast Conference champion Pepperdine Wave. Softball's won four straight conference championships in four different conferences. And of course, countdown to the Cornhuskers. 171. September 5th. September 5th. 171 days away. My my wife said, why are you so uh, sad or upset at this? And I And I said, honey. And I don't often say, honey, there are five and a half months until a BYU basketball or football game. <laughs> That's why I'm so sad about this. It's, it's just going to be a while. Oh. There are other things, sure. There are other things. But it's, but it's hard. It's okay to hurt. It's okay. The conversation, alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation, especially on days like today. Come and join us. Members welcome. Cue the Sarah McLaughlin music. What will you remember the most from this BYU hoop season? Uh, use the hashtag BYUSN. At Big Uncle Pooh. Adrian, what's up? 
Shaving the head of a certain co-host. <laughs> yeah. I had a dream that I had bangs. And I combed my hair again. <laughs> and I woke up and I was shocked at what I saw in the mirror. Hashtag, Jer- <laughs> hashtag Jerem bangs. We need I, to like get your, some, I like your bangs. We need to get someone to Photoshop some bangs on Jerem's shaved or head. Or we could just... Oh, okay. That... Like you could just look at a picture of me from two weeks ago. ago. No, Photoshop it on the shaved head. Yeah, that's 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 good stuff, man. We have the tourney train hat up here still. Are we gonna? We'll put that. We'll put that in in storage. We'll put yeah. We'll put that in storage somewhere. Okay. But man, this this happened. They got to the tournament. Yeah, we're not gonna need to have that tournament train on or off discussion the next couple years. Hopefully, no. Hopefully, it's just gonna get in. Just on. Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball, of course, they lose in dramatic, heartbreaking fashion last night. What? The team dynamic absolutely changes next year. Six to seven guys gone to graduation or missions. Miss trips. Yeah. We're, it's going to be an interesting offseason as that team switches around. Luckily, Jordan Kafusi is back. Do you remember that during the game? <laughs> Jordan Kafusi. Lewis Johnson does a good job, but he said Jordan Kafusi. And he almost like, said mission trip. I was like, is he that Bronson's said- kid? Like, who is that? He almost said mission trip. I want a mission trip reference every game. <laughs> Jimmer Fredette did not play last night. Boo! The Pelicans are in the playoffs, however, if they started today. It's news if Jimmer plays now. That's yeah. sad. And shout out to Alex White. BYU Women's Golf finished first overall with a tournament record eight under at the Entrada Classic. BYU finished second as a team. We forgot to mention BYU Rugby, by the way, doing work. Number one in the country consensus. Lacrosse is top ten. There's lots going on. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The highest of highs. Oh, it's awesome. Oh. To the lowest lows. Uh, you know, it hurts to end this way. Um, I've loved every second of being at BYU and playing for Coach Rose, and uh, I, I loved competing with these guys. But this, this one will sting for, for a long time. Uh, but it'll be hard to, to take this jersey off one last time. Tyler Hawes. Oh, that kills me, the tone of his voice. We will miss you. Man, the appreciation I felt in my heart for, for Tyler and for Skyler and Anson run, man. and Josh. Like, what a, what a group of seniors. BYU loses to Mississippi 94-90 in the first four of the NCAA tournament last night in Dayton, Ohio. A record-setting season for the Cougars in many accounts comes to a screeching halt. Tyler, Good outstanding. Final collegiate game. A crushing loss, yes. But 33 points, five rebounds, five assists, only two turnovers. The all-time leading score in BYU history brought it last night, and it was a privilege to watch what he did on the floor. Man, it hurts, though. The sting lingers because you go from super high at halftime, everything's going right. You're 10 for 15 from the three-point line. You're up 17 on a good basketball team. And then they lose. Just the bottom drops out. ESPN's Brett McMurphy may have summed it up best in one tweet. At McMurphy ESPN, quote, Hi, I'm Rob Lowe, and I'm BYU in the second half, <laughs> Rob Lowe. End quote. <laughs> I love those commercials. <laughs> That that's uh, accurate. That's accurate. Uh, Chase Fisher trended worldwide on Twitter. That was awesome. Half. We talked about Nostris Nocturnus. BYU owned the first half. 
They were awesome. Everyone was watching and loving it. All kinds of people were tweeting. Clark Kellogg tweeted at BYU Sports Nation. Multiple times. Yes, that was great. That was great. In fact, he said, love watching the Cougars hoop. No fear, no freeze. Move the ball and bodies and let it go. Uh, he was super high on Tyler Haas as well. I mean, it's, yeah, that was really cool. CBS analyst Wally Zerbiak. Remember Wally Zerbiak from oh, yeah. Miami, Miami of Ohio? Ohio. Upset oh, yeah. Utah when yeah. the Utes were a two seed. He said, I think I went to the wrong school. I should have been playing for Dave Rose at BYU. He mentioned facial hair. You can keep the code. Should have come, brother. (laughs) Oh, then then the second half. And then you get Mike Wilbon of ESPN's PTI. And he says this, quote, Has any team had less regard for possession of the basketball than BYU in this game? (sighs) Truth hurts. So many unbelievably careless and unforced turnovers. That's what kills me. That's what kills me. Oh. When someone's just better than you, I can, I can swallow that a little bit. Gonzaga. Yes. But when BYU's up by 17 and they're, they do have, quote, unbelievably careless and unforced turnovers, which is true. BYU turned it over 10 times the second half. That hurts because it's your fault. Like in volleyball, we talk about unforced errors a lot on service errors. You just hit it into the Three net. points. No one was, yeah. Skylar Halford dribbles up to court, throws it away. Frank Bartley trips over it, seemingly nobody. You know, those moments were frustrating. Yet, BYU took the lead late when it felt like it was Chase Fisher over. hits a huge three. Two huge threes. Tyler Hawes hits, th- I mean, and, and, and BYU loses. But that's what's frustrating. It's even worse than had BYU just lost by 30, lead, uh, been down the whole t- being down the whole time. They had this great lead, played well, and then they played the worst half of basketball that they played all year in the most meaningful game. That was frustrating. BYU gives up a season-high 62 points oh, in the second half. 62! How many college teams can't score 62 in a game? I mean, that was, it was unprecedented. They turned the ball over 15 times, 10 times in the second half, and it just, that thing got on rails for Mississippi, and it was like, whoa, like how do you stop this? It was a train running downhill, man. BYU didn't have an answer for it. Uh, that's what Dave Rose said at the uh, presser after. We just didn't have an answer for what they did. BYU couldn't guard one-on-one or even in the zone, so there was penetration. Then there's six lobs uh, six dunks. dunks. Yeah. Then there's you know teardrops, mid-range, wide-open threes. Hey, St- Stephon Moody was fantastic. What do you end up with, 26? 26 points. He was really good. Mississippi's a, Ole Miss is a good team. BYU was a better team yes. if they play a yes, little yes, bit yes. of defense. Give up 57 points in the second half. And you win. You score 90 <laughs> and you lose. 90! Back-to-back games, BYU gives up 91 and 94. Just the, the really good defense that 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 didn't continue in the final two because BYU had figured out good defense. It was frustrating cuz this team this team was not supposed to win 25 games when we look at it. The dynamic of the team switch. You're starting a freshman football player essentially at center that's turned into a decent player. I think he's Corbin Kafusi. That's Jordan a positive Kifusi. spin on that. He's yes. grown a ton because he was thrust into the spotlight. You're starting Josh Sharp in the NCAA tournament. I, like This is version 7 or 8 of BYU at this point. Guy was big in some games earlier for the Cougars. You just didn't have the, the makeup, the same kind of team that you had. I had this thought this morning. The fact that BYU was second in the country in scoring offense with no post presence. BYU ran less than 5% of their offense through the post, through Tyler Hawes or 
Kyle Collinsworth. That is equivalent to the BYU football team saying, we're not going to run. We're just going to pass every down. Yeah, BYU is Texas Tech or Washington State. The, e- offense the easiest football. offense in basketball is to get at the rim. One way is back to the basket. Another is just to attack the hoop, right? BYU was a jump shooting team. That's equivalent to just passing the rock a bunch. The fact that BYU piled up as many basketball yards as they did in points, unbelievable. 25 wins, got to the tournament. That's, that's the good part out of this. BYU won at Gonzaga, the triple doubles, Haas, all that. I had fun this year. I hate that it's Wednesday, March 18th, and we're having this discussion. Yeah, stinks. But it was a fun season. I'll always remember this year. At Laser Sheep tweets in, Nostris first halfus. <laughs> <laughs> Latin for the Nino. <laughs> Own the first half. That's really good. Well cogitated tweet. Dave Rose, uh, unbelievable season that he had. But Maybe his best coaching job. But he's well aware of where things went wrong in the second half. Listen to this. And I, I think in, in the long run, it, it's, it's probably uh, the turnovers that were the big difference in this game. I mean, I think, you know, they scored quite a few points on turnovers, maybe 20-plus. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 25. You're not a menace to society, or you are at that age, I guess. And Ole Miss outscored BYU 25 to nothing. I repeat, 25 to zero. What? In points off turnovers. 15 turnovers, resulting in 25 points for Mississippi. The Rebels turn it over seven times, resulting in zero points. Zero points. BYU's best when they get steals and get out in and the run. run. Yes. Rebound. Sean, Let's go. That was a conversation we had with Sean Farn of, of ESPN in Vegas last week. Other numbers that stick out. Rebounding, BYU minus four. That wasn't that bad. But they were minus ten on the offensive boards. 22 more shots, by the way. 80 for Ole Miss. 80 to shots. 58 for BYU. BYU took 58 shots, shots and scored 90. BYU outshot Ole Miss from the field, three-point and free throw line. And lost. I believe that's the first time all year BYU's done that. So many numbers. If BYU just plays a pinch of defense in the second half, they win that game. You only give up 57, you win that game. Secure a few more rebounds, oh, turn the goodness. ball over a couple of times less. It's just, it's, it's brutal. It just stinks! But we will look at the season as a whole. In 15 minutes, we whip out the wide-angle lens. And we've been asking you all morning long. What will you remember the most from this BYU hoop season? Let's get to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Crazy Kook Fanatic. Gotta love this response. Toolson's River Dance. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> the one thing is Jake Toolson's sideline river dance as Skylar Halford knocks down a three pointer. <laughs> that was really funny. At Tasha Lynn 19, beating Gonzaga on the road. And Tyler passing Jimmer's scoring record. Those are huge deals. That is one of the best wins in BYU basketball history. Top three, in my opinion. All time. Got BYU into the tournament. You ended a 41-game home win streak against the number two team in the country. And your number two rival in the WCC. Truth. In the W. At Mormon underscore Madness. The sixth triple-double. Everyone chanting in Las Vegas. One more point! One more point! That was a fantastic community experience. That was great. We'll hashtag this in 30 minutes, but next, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, joins us with his wide-angle look at the game 
and the entire season. 25 wins is awesome. Blaine Fowler up next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You can always follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up this weekend, softball debuts on BYU TV. The Cougars 17-7 and getting ready to go for Oklahoma State. That starts Friday night. At 6 Eastern time, we have a doubleheader Friday, doubleheader Saturday, UVU in the mix as well. That's Utah Valley. Group therapy today. These are the days of our lives. Twitter question, what will you remember the most from this BYU Hoops season? Again, use the hashtag BYUSN. Joining the show now, our good friend Blaine Fowler. Uncle B! Dual threat analyst, football and basketball. Today we're talking basketball and trying to put our minds around what in the world happened last night, especially in the second half. Blaine can you describe the personal roller coaster ride you had in watching last night's game? Yeah, it, it's hard to explain. And then, then as soon as the game's over, well, the entire time the game's going on, I keep looking at the stat sheet. And you, you want to know a, a winning formula? Here's a winning formula: forty-eight point three percent from the field, fifty-one point seven percent from three, fifteen of twenty-nine, seventy percent plus um, from the free throw line, and score ninety points. If I say that this is this is a team that was in a game last night, they scored 90 and they had those numbers, and they held their opponent to 45% from the field, 30% from three, and their opponent only shot 65% from a free throw line, you'd say, well, they had a 99% chance of winning that, wouldn't I, you? I believe that's the first game BYU lost in which they outshot the opponent by percentage from the field, three, and free throw line. All BYU had to do was allow 57 and not 62, and they win that game, right? In well, second what half. They, what they, what they 57 would have done it. The, the, the little things killed them last night. And so, so you have to go deeper into the stat sheet to understand. I mean, we, we were all watching it horrified in the second half at, at kind of the carelessness with the basketball. And, and I understand that, that that team, Ole Miss, has got quickness and they've got length. Um, they've got very quick hands in the passing lanes. But they were fine in the first half handling it. And when they, when they dialed up the pressure, it just seemed like BYU – didn't respond mentally to that, and then that results in, 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 in mistakes that are physical out there on the court. But when, when the points off a of turnover's margin is minus 25, so Old Miss had 25 points off of turnovers and BYU had zero. That one stat alone, you cannot win a basketball game, period. I'm surprised BYU was as close as they were. The only reason they were that close is because they literally shot lights out from three last night and scored 90 points. But minus 25 in turnovers, uh, points off of turnovers, is unbelievable. And Old Miss took care of the ball great. They had seven turnovers. BYU had 15. Now, 15 is not good. Um, but, but if they had 12, is probably not bad for BYU. So it's not that crazy out of line. It was the type of turnovers they had, especially in the last 12 minutes of, of the game, where those turnovers just resulted in three-on-ones on the other court, easy runouts, dunks easy buckets. You know, it's one thing to turn the ball over in the half-court offense and have it roll out of bounds off of one of your guys' feet, and the other team takes it out and you set your defense. It's much more painful, and coaches call them fatal errors. When you make an error that results in a runout, it's a fatal error. It just kills you. And, and that's what BYU did over and over and over again. And the result was Old Miss got 80 shot attempts up, and BYU got 50. They're plus 22, Old Miss was in shot attempts. That makes it so you don't have to shoot a great percentage and you can still win a basketball game, right? And to, to put it in perspective on the type of turnovers BYU had, in the tournament, BYU was minus four in turnover margin against Portland. 
BYU had 17 turnovers, and Portland had um, had 13 turnovers. But BYU got 22 points off of those turnovers, and, and Portland only got 13. So BYU was plus nine in points off of turnovers, even though they lost the turnover margin battle. They were plus nine in points off of turnovers. So it's not always just the turnovers. It's the kind of turnovers. And I just saw so many mental lapses in that second half where BYU came up just for some unknown reason, just threw the ball away, and then Mississippi just turned it into points on the other end. And that, that's the story of the game. Minus 25 points off of turnovers. I don't have to look at any other stat, and I can tell you why BYU lost right there. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, you've been in locker rooms after big wins and certainly disappointing losses as a player, and uh, you've had your kids playing games as well. What do you say to a team after going through a loss like that to get them ready to go and to try and help them recover after something that's heartbreaking and is, you know, is, it just it stung so much? Yeah, for the seniors, it's a hard thing. And so I think in the locker room after your last game of the season, you always are going to reflect back on the season that just was. Because there were a lot of great things that happened this year. A win up in Spokane for the first time um, is is a big, big deal. Um, You know, beating a top-five team, uh, getting to the tournament finals, Tyler Hawes breaking the record, um, you know, their all-time scoring record, Kyle Collinsworth and the triple-doubles, I mean, you you almost have to focus on the seniors and what a great job they did, and not worry about getting the team that's coming back next year ready to go because you got plenty of time to do that. Um, and so you really, in that situation, just have to focus on the whole body of work for the season and tell them, hey, sometimes you just don't play well. But I'll tell you, when the guys go back and watch the tape, it's going to hurt more because sometimes when you're in the middle of the game. You don't really see what's going on. You know that it's slipping away, and you feel the momentum going away, and you don't. Then you go back and watch it, and go, "Oh my goodness, we just why did we just throw it away right there? And why did we just throw it away right there? And why didn't we put a body on that guy and not give up another offensive board?" And and so they'll go back and watch the the game, and they'll be more disappointed than they were right after the game when they see that they could have controlled some of that stuff by just being a little smarter and you know, being more crisp with their passes and when you're receiving a pass, come into the ball. When when Ole Miss upped their intensity level defensively, BYU didn't up their focus level offensively to match it, and that's where they made and th- And those guys will look at that and go, gosh, we should have advanced in the NCAA tournament, and they'll, they'll feel bad about it. You always remember your last game if you're a senior. Win or lose, you always remember it. And uh, and so those guys will remember it, and they'll remember that they were, you know, they wish they could have done some, some more to get a win. I I thought Tyler Haas was brilliant last night. Absolutely. I mean, he, he was amazing. He was everything he was advertised, and he was fantastic. He did everything he could, but um, but the turnovers in the end just killed him. And and you know what? Tyler didn't have Tyler had two turnovers. He was he was he his assisted turnover ratio was positive. His shooting percentage was phenomenal. I mean, you can't fault one thing in Tyler Haas' game last night. He was fantastic. So at least he can look at that as a senior going out and go well. Gosh, I wish we could have won, but I, I tried to do everything I possibly could to carry this team in that one, and it just didn't work. This is a tapeless era. Everything's digital. Otherwise, I would grab the tape, and I would burn it, break it, shoot it. <laughs> I would get rid of it because I hate that game so much. Uh, BYU gave up 62 points in the second half. The Cougars are defined by what they do offensively. They dictate the pace. They run. It's a fun, it's a fun way to watch basketball. It really is. 
But what means more to BYU's success in the future, Blaine? Offense or defense? They, you know, they're always good offensively because that's the style that Dave plays and teaches and what they're committed to offensively, and they always get good shooters, right? So, so they're always going to be good offensively. The difference between good teams and great teams for BYU is the ones that can play defense. And, and we have problems this year. You know, they really struggled to defend, especially on the interior. How many times did we see – well, it's a combination of things – did we see Ole Miss take him off the dribble, break the defense down, and get an easy pass, a little shuffle pass over for a throwdown in that second half? I right? think there were six or seven dunks in the second half. Yeah, it's just re- it's and so that's that's not just interior defense being slow to help. It's guys out on the perimeter staying in front of their guys just a little bit longer to make it easier, being more decisive on the interior. And I thought we that BYU had made good progress toward the end of the season, um, but they they took a step backward. What I keep telling myself and what everybody out there that's a big BYU fan needs to remember. Once once Ites was hurt, or is it Ites or Ites? I Aitz. can't even remember. Ites. I should remember his name. He's such a good kid. He's just so gracious and such a nice gentleman. But So once he got hurt, and I knew that Davis was going to have to sit out with a transfer year, and then when Nate Austin gets out, I'm thinking to myself, well, from a talent perspective, with what BYU can put out on the floor on the inside, this is the worst team BYU is going to have from a talent perspective in the next eight years. At that time, I thought, heck, I don't know. Can they get to an NCAA tournament? Can Dave win 20 games again? I don't know. So I, I need to go back and remember what my expectation was at the, at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the year, um, to what they did at the end of the year and not dwell on what they did last night to realize that they exceeded my expectations based on what I knew they had. Um, and, you think about it, you, Davis, Aitz, um, a, a Corbin Kafusi with a whole year of practicing being a basketball player, um, uh, Emery, back, Kyle Collinsworth, back. Hart, um, uh, Chase Fisher. Yeah, no, Fisher, back with, Jacob, a, with a year now as a starter. Yeah, Jacob it, Hartsock, uh, Braden Shaw, Zach Selyus. You're going to have a lot of talent coming and, the and, then, and then the year, then the, then the year after, Dastrip comes and Mika's back in the fold, and now <laughs> and now and now Kafusi is a is a junior and senior, and TJ and so yeah, and TJ Haas comes off of his mission. So when you really look at it, once once the injuries occurred at the beginning of the year, we all knew that from a talent and depth perspective, especially in, in on the front line, this was going to be the worst BYU was going to be for the next eight years. And it was a That's, twenty-five win team that went to term. That to me, I think Dave Rose did a phenomenal job because of that. I, I think they exceeded my expectations. Now, the way they played in the last twelve games of the season raised my expectation level because I'm like, wow, they're making it happen. Even playing four guards and, and, and Corbin's figured out a way to stay on the floor, and so so maybe my expectations raised a little bit. But what I need to do is go back and really realize what a phenomenal job that coaching staff did. Twenty five wins and an NCAA tournament appearance with the injuries they had, and it was kind of a gap year anyhow in terms of missions. And now they just start to load up every year for the next eight years. I mean, it's, it gets me excited to know that this staff is good enough to get 25 wins out of that team because they're going to just do nothing but move up. Now, the, the one thing that is, uh, that's tough is I look at the Zags, I look at Gonzaga and the, and the WCC, and you know, as we watch that tournament finals, I look at them, and they're not getting any worse either, I can tell you that. <laughs> so so the, the Gonzaga-BYU battles over the next several years are going to be, they're going to be 
ranked teams, two of the top teams in the country going at each other um, every year for the next several years, and that's going to be a lot of fun. BYU TV basketball analyst Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, bringing us the wide-angle lens, which is much appreciated on a day like today. Blaine, if you could pinpoint one moment, one experience, uh, one feeling from this season, what will you remember most about BYU basketball this last season? You know, I, I think the single game is the win at Gonzaga. Um, so as a team, they were just so good. They were, they did everything they needed to do. They defended as well as, as I've seen them defend all year. Offensively, they they were really sharp and they executed. So if I'm picking out a game that was the marquee game of the year, that was the game. That was just huge. They played so well. It was so fun to see them play that well. But I'm gonna I'm gonna remember this season for what Tyler Hawes did. I'm gonna remember the season for what I mean Kyle Collinsworth. You, you realize that like. We'll be talking to our grandkids, and they'll say, so tell me about what Tyler Hawes was like. Because he's, he's always going to be, will somebody come and break that record? I don't know. Someday they might. We, we have been so spoiled to have Jimmer Fredette and Tyler Hawes back-to-back. It was that just fun. doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen. So I'll, I'll remember Tyler Hawes' senior season, not just because he broke the all-time scoring record, but because the way he did it, just through unbelievable work ethic and, and the kind of kid he is. You know, we've all gotten to know him really well. He is just a quality, quality young man, and, and it's, it's great that he has that record. So that's what I'll remember um, is, is the, his senior season. Um, and I'll also remember that, that as I look at it in the bigger picture, that, that I think Dave Rose did one of his better coaching jobs in his career. I think he did a phenomenal job this year. I really believe that. You look at all the injuries that BYU had. Uh, you look at the roster differences, like you mentioned, that changed the season. Uh, Kyle Collinsworth with triple doubles. Haas breaks the record. They get to the tournament. Unfortunately, they lose that game. I'm, I'm with you. I take away positives from this season. The fact that BYU didn't have a low post scorer yet was second in the country in scoring. I, I am bummed today, but in the end, I'm going to remember this season pretty fondly, boy. Yeah, think about what they did. Remember there was a period of time back in, in, and we call it the preseason before conference play, actually all the way into conference play, where where Dave and his staff were going, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Then we started to see the four-guard setup, and we started to see the coaching of Kafusi come through and his experience come through. And, I mean, it took him a long time to figure out how to play and how to create mismatch problems offensively. And and this wasn't an easy season because – it's really easy to, to coach a team that has an inside presence and has great guard play. You know, look, look at Gonzaga. How hard is it to put with what they've got inside? They just have monsters out there on the floor and monsters to bring off the bench, right? Then they have a great guard play around them with a combination of Wesley and Bell and Pangos. It's not that hard to figure out rotations and what you're going to do. You can, you can run whatever you want. Every offense that you've ever designed, you can run with that group. With this group this year, they had to tailor what they were doing to, to a different lineup, to a completely different deal. Like, usually BYU's got great big wings and, and a post player that, that, can, you know, that can give them some scoring punch and can defend in there. They literally had to play a four-guard offense a good percentage of this year, and yet they were the leading scoring team in the nation all year long. So, so what they did, the adjustments that they made, um, and then to get to 25 wins was, was outstanding. And so... Am I disappointed in the way they played in the second half last night? 
especially in light of the way they played in the first half. Absolutely. That was just it's just too bad that the season had to end that way. Um because when you look at the season as a whole, and that's what we need to do, it, it was phenomenal. And the job that the staff did was outstanding. And then guess what? We just got nothing but better than this to look forward to over the next eight years. BYU basketball is in a really, really good, healthy place right now. The future is bright for Blaine Fowler and for BYU basketball. Blaine, thanks for the time, for the analysis. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. Have fun. I think that's the first time we've done an interview with our boy Blaine Fowler with no phone dial beeps. Let's be honest. Hallelujah. And that was fantastic. He said some great stuff I want to highlight in a moment. But it, normally there's a beep. It's, I don't know, ear rubs, something. I don't know what's going on. And we, we count it. The over-under is three and a half every time. <laughs> there were zero. Zero. There were zero. I, I really liked what he said. Two things that he said that I really liked. He said, this is the worst team BYU is going to have from a talent perspective in the next eight years. Later wow. said, they just load up from here. I hope he's right. I really hope he's right. It, the, the, he's the, got a point. The idea is that the uh, BYU is increasing its talent pool with the incoming recruiting classes, the Lone Peak 3. A uh, lot of hype with those guys and others. Uh, people are really excited. And then uh, he makes great points about this may have been Dave Rose's best coaching job because of what happened to the roster and how they adapted and how they tailored the offense with no low post score. 25 wins with all of I'll the injuries. I'll take 25 No major post scoring presence. Amazing. How would you hashtag this BYU season? We'll give you ours in just a few minutes. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club. Supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes, welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live from Studio B on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download our show podcast on iTunes or always at BYUSportsNation.com. Hey, coming up Saturday, the women's team is in the NCAA tournament for hoops for Eastern time. You can watch it on ESPN2 or listen to it on BYU Radio. Great tweet coming in from at Bridger Hill. Is it possible for BYU sports to achieve synergy with Dave Rose's offense and Bronco Mendenhall's defense? Okay, if if there was <laughs> synergy there, that'd be a crazy awesome team in whatever sport you throw them in, right? Yeah, the emphasis on D in football and the outstanding offense from in, Dave Rose. In basket foot. Woo! Still other good things going on. BYU rugby, number one in the country, taking care of business. BYU volleyball, number six in the country. They control their own destiny to win a third consecutive MPSF championship. They're at Pepperdine this week, and the next week, by the way, home to Irvine, who is really good, both on BYU TV and Friday, Saturday. It's going to be awesome. You just mentioned BYU women's basketball in the NCAA tournament. Very exciting. Baseball on a nice run. Softball doing work. Lacrosse is top 10. We don't mention them a bunch, but they're a really good program. And 171 days away from BYU at Nebraska on September 171. That is correct. What a season, my friend, for BYU basketball. And later, we'll break down, hey, what does next, next year's team look like? I don't want to go to that quite yet. I want to celebrate what this team meant. It just ended. Let's, let's do that. We will dive head first and tell you who's going to be uh, expected to be on the roster, back from missions. Plenty of time to do that. All of that. Trust Plenty me. Plenty of time to Trust do me, that. Trust me, we have five and a half months, people. <laughs> I love the sound. I want it now! I love the sound that that makes when you cup your hands. Well, the radio audience can hear me that much closer when I'm talking to the mic like this. (laughs) I just want you to do your Bane voice every time that happens. 
Do you feel in charge? <laughs> I'm going to remember a lot of things from this season. You number, should! Number one to me, and this is in no particular order except for this one, it's not Kyle Collins with triple-doubles, to be honest. Uh, the lasting thing to me is Tyler Haas breaking Jimmer Fredette's record. That Man, record might never be broken. Maybe to, I, Someone will break it at some point. You think? Yes. Someone will break it at some wow, point. Wow, it's going to take an it unbelievable... It might be 30 years. I don't know. <sighs> Dude, they play how many games? You can play 40 games now. There's going to be some kid that comes in. He's probably three years old and lives in Meridian, Idaho or something right now. There are only 19 players, 19 players in the history of college basketball that have scored more points than Tyler Hoff. It's unbelievable. I'm telling you, it it's might unbelievable. stand forever Listen, in BYU folklore. If you didn't appreciate Tyler, what the heck are you thinking? Because next year, BYU will miss Tyler Haas. It's going to feel really weird not to have him on the court. But I guarantee you, Nick Emery right now is like, I'll take all those shots. <laughs> Please. Man. The thing is, the offense needed Tyler to take that many shots over the past few years. He raised his game from three. He scored 33 in one of the biggest games all year. Kyle Collinsworth has six triple Doubles. Unbelievable. Maybe tied for first in what I remember from this season. He ties. A year after he tears his ACL. He ties the NCAA, not single season record, career record. He breaks the single season record and ties the career record for triple doubles in the NCAA annals. If he develops a jump shot, there's no danger to me of him going to the NBA, NBA, by the way. He's good, but he's not that good yet. If he develops a mid-range jumper, and he w- why would we think he d- he wouldn't? Because his, his free throw shooting yes. was like, oh, he's a terrible free throw. Nope, he was awesome this year. Yeah, the Tremen- tremendous improvement. If he gets a, a mid-range jumper, he's gonna. I think he gets drafted. Chase Fisher for three, one hundred three times. Only one dude, his jimmerness has had more in the season. One twenty-four senior year. And Jameer was jacking up a few more threes than Chase. He was the national player of the year. Yeah, an amazing performance. When Chase was on, BYU was really good. That was the first game where Chase had scored over 20 and BYU lost. He's coming back for another year, oh, by the way, along with Kyle He's not going pro? (laughs) You tell you what, man, he can shoot it like a pro. His macronutrients were in order last night. He can shoot it like a pro. Making the NCAA tournament, despite... Going 5-4 and four in the first half of West Coast Conference play. BYU 17-8. and eight. They lost to Pepperdine twice. Dave Rose, the master of shuffling the deck, that roster, wins 25 games. And at Gonzaga, 25. They get back to the NCAA tournament. Austin, Aits, Sia, Winder Hurt, uh, Kyle Collinsworth uh, missed a game or two earlier in the season, resting him and resting that knee. Tyler Haas somehow didn't miss the game on a bum that ankle. ankle sprain. Um, Anson Winder was a big deal, by the way. Him, not, him being hurt hurt BYU. I he think played if, four minutes last night. If Anson Winder's healthy, BYU wins that game last night to me. Jake Toulson's River Dance, <laughs> <laughs> which at Crazy Cook Fanatic, one of our BYU Sports Nation members, pointed out as the moment that she will remember. <laughs> it was, that was such a great viral video moment. 17-point lead at halftime in the first four. Ugh. I hate that that's the end note of this season because it was a notable, record-breaking, fun season. I hate that it ended that way. Dave Rose throwing his jacket in the West Coast Conference title game. <laughs> awesome. That was really awesome. By the way, the referees, pretty darn good for the most part last night. Oh, don't start that here with people. <laughs> at WCC officials tweeted at me last night some snarky comment, and I said, Hello, friend, and they said, 
Hi, buddy. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I want to know who it is. Well, you know what? I don't. It just, it's awesome. Let's get back to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. What will you remember the most from this BYU hoops season? At WAP17. WAP, WAP, WAP. My wife actually watched games. Nice. She went to the WCC tourney in Vegas. She is now a fan. Thanks, BYU basketball. I watched in uh, Studio C with some peeps uh, here in the broadcasting building, and uh, I sat next to someone uh, whose wife cried after the game. And I said, I feel like that. Seriously? I'm not going to actually cry it out, but yeah, that happens. It's a big deal to people. It should be. Cue the Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, no rights? Okay. At that show, NCAA triple-dub record holder and BYU all-time score in the same season. Amazing. Just wish we could have gone further for them. It's too bad that you have those two players and you don't get an NCAA tournament win. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com and welcome to the club. Let's hashtag this, including the BYU basketball season, next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan, the man to my left, that is. Tell us what we can find out and watch this weekend, Jerem. Softball. Doubleheader on Friday and Saturday. Starts Friday at 6 Eastern against Oklahoma State. That's a nice matchup for BYU. Uh, Then Saturday, BYU plays a third game, I believe, against Oklahoma State, and then a game against Utah Valley. You're on the call on all of those. Absolutely. You know what? The debut of softball. It is the BYU TV debut. It's fun, and they're good. Of a team that's won four conference championships in four different conferences the last over four the years. last four that's years. That's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. What will you remember the most from this BYU hoops season? Use the hashtag BYUS. And at Billy Wonka says, despite the loss, this team came together and exceeded my expectations. I will remember hope. Join the conversation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Right now, it's time to whip out our top hashtags. BYU Sports Nation says, hashtag this. Four situations. Jeremy and I give you our off the top of our head hashtags to sum up those specific topics. Let's go number one. Hashtag this. Your reaction at the final buzzer last night. Hashtag the church is still true. <laughs> nice. Was that from Zach Bloxham or you? <laughs> that was from me. That's literally the first thing that went through my mind. You know what? Life goes on. Church I don't question the veracity of the I church. I know. I'm not sports. saying that you do, but everybody <laughs> copes with it in different ways. I also hugged my three-year-old, and it made me feel a lot better. Hashtag why? Or in Spanish, por qué? <laughs> yeah, it was frustrating. BYU's up 17. They lose. I didn't want it to end there. BYU played such a great first half and then literally the worst, literally the worst half of hoops the season. It's, it's just a sour way to end it, but in the end, it'll be positive vibes from the season. Hi, I'm Rob Lowe, and I'm second half BYU <laughs> Rob Lowe. Number two. <laughs> Hashtag this. Tyler Haas scoring 33 in his final game. Hashtag legendary. The dude is a legend in BYU basketball and should be considered as such for the rest of eternity. Okay. We're going he, real spiritual. No, I'm telling you, man. This. He was outstanding. It was a fitting Always end. And forever. That guy wanted to keep playing. It, it was evident in his performance. He caught the nationwide attention that he deserves. That was good for him to be on a big stage and to do that. Love it. Legendary. Hashtag, this life is amazing! Yeah, Tyler Hawes, what a way to end it. If you have to go out, go out guns a-blazing. 
33 points. I, I said in jest going to break yesterday. Yeah, Tyler Hoswell, 30. Someone did mention on Twitter. Karma! Tyler Haas rubbed your head, got the karma. Dave Rose chose not to. And I thought, oh, no. The karma strikes again. So was it, was it a case of the, the first half? I don't blame Dave Rose for not One for um, two rubbing on, my on, head, though. On the I opportunity. wouldn't rub my own head. <laughs> I wish I had bangs. I might just grow bangs right at the, right at the tip here. Hashtag Jaron Bangs. Hashtag Last of the Number three. Hashtag this, the BYU hoops season. Hashtag beating the odds. 25 wins. Back to the NCAA tournament. Despite the injuries. Despite all of the bad luck. Okay, the year of injuries still put BYU basketball in the NCAA tournament. And another 25 win season for Dave Rose. He's got like an 800 win percentage. It's number nine and active <laughs> among all coaches. It's really what good. an unbelievable coaching job. Yeah. Hashtag exceeded expectations. I had great concern related to BYU not having a, an interior presence offensively. Yet, they were second in the country in scoring, 25 wins, got to the WCC title game, went to the tournament, program standards met. I mean, BYU wants to go to the tournament. They would like to win, but getting to the tournament is the benchmark, like I talked about. Uh, the next step is being more competitive in conference play. Don't lose twice to Pepperdine. Avoid losses like San Diego. I understand that they occasionally happen. But how about BYU challenges Gonzaga next year, gets a better seed in the tourney, and wins in the tourney? That's the next step. Are you not entertained? I was. Number four. Hashtag this, the future of BYU hoops. Hashtag WCC championships. Mm. It's going to happen. That's a step, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's going to happen. BYU will win a West Coast Conference regular season championship or a tournament championship in the next two years. Mark it down. Hold on. Let me write it down. Seriously, hold me to that. They will win a regular season championship or a tournament championship in the next two years. Will you shave your head if BYU wins both in one season? Why would I do that? I'm confident. I just want you to shave your head. I'm confident in their ability to do that. How confident? Show your confidence, bro. If they don't, how about this? If they don't in the next two years, will you do it? How confident are you? To be determined. Okay. TBD. Buy a dog, dude. You got scared. Oh, come on! My hashtag is this. Related to the future BYU hoops. Shine bright like a diamond. I'm very excited about the group that BYU is bringing in. I'm not on the train, though, to, oh, they're going to the Final Four. Hold on. You just lost a tournament game. How about, how about winning in the tournament? Win a conference one championship. One or two games. Win the con- then let's go from there. You could have a seat. It's not always building. It could just be, boom, one season is awesome, and that's kind of the best thing you had recently. Sure, I'm very excited, but Final Four, Elite Eight, slow your horses. Slow down. Hold your horses, not slow your horses. You could slow the horses, dude. Me! Bigger fish to are fry. You, yeah. Are you, th- are you thinking about shaving your head or not? <laughs> I am thinking about that. (laughs) How confident are you? We whip it next. Who's the best golfer in all the land? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Ready, Jerem? Whoopa! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Cougars led by 17 at halftime. Oh, I'll continue. But lost to Ole Miss 94-90 after giving up 62 points. Tyler Haas had 33 in his final game of Pippinsworth as a Cougar. Chase Fisher scored 23, including six three-pointers. Tennis. The men's tennis team hosting, wait for it, San Francisco at 3 Eastern today. Golf. 
Women's team took second in the BYU Entrada Classic behind Cal. Alex White won the individual tournament title with a record low eight under par. She shot eight under par. She's good at golf. At the golfing. Is that a sim- is, is that a 64 oh, that a, or 63 in a Entrada? tournament record low. That's unbelievable. That's amazing. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to Tyler Hawes for 33 points in his final game. Anson Winder for coming off the bench and playing hard with an injury. Skyler Halford for going 110 miles an hour his entire BYU career. And Josh Sharp for being a huge part of why BYU turned this season around. The four seniors rise and shout. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. It was fun with those guys. What will you remember the most from this BYU Hoops season? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Kristen1258. Their ability to rely on each other amidst injuries or situations like foul trouble or a player with an off night. There are 354 Division I teams. BYU was ranked 44th by the selection committee. That means BYU is in the top 13% of all basketball teams in America. Take that in. What BYU did this year, despite all the stuff that happened. Dave Rose is the man. At Saxis Flyboy. The, huh? cel- the celebration after Wiltshire's half-court shot came up short and the subsequent head shaving. <laughs> Is that how you say? Subs- you say subsequent? Subsequent. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't know if it was uh, like the English thing. I don't know. Subsequent? Like aluminium, subsequent. aluminum. Aluminium. Yeah. Aluminium. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like that. Hey, thanks to Blaine Fowler and everyone on our crew. They do a fantastic job every day. Every day. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports. We're here for you, people. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUsportsNation.com. For Jerem... I am Spencer. Shout out to Gavin McGregor. The basketball's on duct tape. It's called gaff tape, but. Bigger fish to fry. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Woo! Best.